You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You also catch us on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sakowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral, and co-host Mark Teresi, executive director of the cathedral. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning, Greg. Very good. We had a wonderful Saturday uh, at Lowe's Hotel for the Solidarity Bridges fundraiser. They serve Bolivia uh, in many different medical missions. It was a great, it was a great, great evening. It was a wonderful testament to the fine work. There were about 250 people present, which was wonderful as A, we were back together again. Yes. And B, a tremendous amount of money was raised for a great cause. And Solidarity Bridge does phenomenal work for so many years with doctors and nurses and priests and laity serving the poorest of the poor and it was just a great evening to see a lot of people I'd not seen in a long time. Right. It was inspiring. It's hard it to believe that uh, we are into April now. Baseball starts Thursday. Milwaukee uh, Brewers at Wrigley Field. And the Sox open up Friday in Detroit. And uh, What did they lose, a week or 10 They lost days? a week. Yeah. They should have started, I think, last Thursday or Friday. So they lost a week. However, in Chicago... It was a blessing. The weather was awful. Oh, yeah, exactly. It was like 35 <clears throat> or 40 degrees and rain and snow. I think they're going to get rained out this week if they start Thursday. Uh, I'm not sure the weather forecast is, but it could be. So great program lined up, 312-255-8408 here on Catholic Chicago. And St. Peter's in the Loop is celebrating their 175th anniversary. Father Bob Hutmacher, guardian of St. Peter's in the Loop, joins us in the first segment to talk about the ongoing celebration and to promote Holy Week events at the church. Father Bob Hutmacher, welcome to the program. Bob, how are you? Good morning. Excellent. You're all dressed up. For Monday, up. We got this, hey, we got the sun out today, too. We yeah. do. And uh, Bob, you and I go back. We met at the University of Notre Dame. We were both pursuing yep. a master's in liturgy, and I started in the summer of 80. You were finishing up in 81. And you were right. ordained a Franciscan in what year? Pardon me? You were ordained to the priesthood or Franciscan priest in what year? Well, I entered the order in 1968, and I was ordained a priest in 79. That's wow. right. We are ordained together. Now, when's your ordination <clears throat> date? You're floating in and out, Greg, on volume control here. Uh, you, were I, ordained, I didn't hear. you were ordained a priest in what year? 1979. No, no. What, what, what's your anniversary date? Oh, I'm sorry. June 2nd. Okay, I was uh, May 9th. So I'm much yeah. older than you. 
hmm. by about three and a half weeks. So it. Uh, so I can't <laughs> believe. For, Bob, I have to ask you: What is the guard? What is a guardian of St. Peter's? What is a guardian? I'm the. I'm the guardian of the Franciscan community here, and that is a canonical title given to us. We're actually chosen by the community to be this. It's actually the superior, but Francis asked to use the term guardian with the image behind being the head of the community as a mother. So I take care of everything. We have 25 in our community here. And that ranges everything from making sure the cars are running to our older guys who need a lot of medical attention, a lot of love and care, our prayer life, uh, who we are as Franciscan presence in the loop here at St. Peter's. And of course, we're very excited about this anniversary. There we are. <laughs> if uh, our YouTube viewers can see, there's a visual of St. Peter's Church. With I imagine and, some of some of the anniversary activities. What are some of them, Father Bob? Well, you see right there our gala, which is July 14th at the Union League Club, and we've done that for a number of years, except past two because of the plague. We have not been able to do. We did it online, which was unusual and challenging for everyone but this year we're back in person on july 14th as you see there 5 30 to 8 30 at the union league club and that is our major fundraiser for the year so now I, I father i remember the image many times downtown like ash wednesday where the stanchions are up and there's long long right. lines of people yeah. people coming in well talk to people a little bit about how you as a Franciscan see that ministry downtown? Well, I know from being here for 28 years that our main presence here, of course, sacramentally is daily masses and our, our reputation for being great confessors. Mm -hmm. That is our main ministry here all the way back to whenever the Franciscans took over in 1875 and uh, the Ash Wednesday thing has diminished, as so has church attendance in the years that I've been here. Because I remember the police lines mm -hmm. and folks lined up around the block. Mm -hmm. uh, this year, though, we were back in person on a royal scale. So we did have a lot of people that don't usually show up and it's this <laughs> chicago thing to go to st pete's for ashes mm -hmm. you know and it's it's a marvelous thing because it's the one day out of the year you can see what someone else believes mm -hmm. and in the loop where everything is even in a limited way right now um it sells itself in the sense it's perfect advertising you don't have to do anything and people see that cross and code one ten West Madison. Yeah. Now, so now, Bob, when everything yes. shut down with COVID nineteen back in the middle yes. of March of twenty twenty, how did that affect you personally and St. Peter's? It was empty, completely, and very, very for myself personally. It was very sad when we went from a million people coming down here to work every day to no one. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could walk at 1230 in the afternoon and not meet a person mm -hmm. in the loop. And, and it was like an apocalyptic movie. 
it, it was awful. Yeah. And of course, we were shut down completely for a few months. And so that eliminated every bit of income we have. And we have been for two years now, truly, truly struggling financially. Even now, we're still in that recovery mode like the rest of the world. So instead of seven masses every weekday, we only have three. And so that is a very limited income, extremely limited. You know, along those lines, I remember, uh, Bob, on Easter Sunday morning, 2020, Holy Name Cathedral, the doors were locked. So it's 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'm praying in the cathedral, but it was surreal. What normally would have been between eight and 10,000 people at Holy Name Cathedral yep. for combined all the masses. I'm sitting in the cathedral by myself, no lights on. Mm-hmm. I, almost, I almost cried. You expect it thousands is. of people. It was so sad and hard. Well, thank God we've come out of that, and things are getting better. We pray that this newest variant is not I judge, I judge by the number of restaurants that have reopened down here and the volume of traffic Yes, is a very good indicator that it's coming back, you know. Slowly. The thing is, but now, tell us yeah. about Holy Week at St. Peter's coming up where Palm Sunday and the Holy Week begins this coming Sunday. Give us a lowdown yes. of all the events, Bob. All right, Palm Sunday we have, uh, well, the Saturday vigil mass at five o'clock and Sunday morning, nine and 11. And of course, palms will be blessed and distributed at each one of those. Holy Thursday for pastoral reasons, uh, we have two celebrations of the Lord's Supper, one at 1215 and one at 515. And the 515 always includes, there you have exactly what I have. it includes the washing of feet, of course, and adoration until 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And Good Friday, we open at 7.30, as we do every day now. And we have morning prayer at 8.15 in church. And two solemn services of the Passion at 12.15 and 3.15. Stations of the Cross at 5. And then we close at 6 p.m. And the Holy Saturday, our vigil begins at 7 o'clock, which is, we know it's before sundown, canonically speaking, but we don't have windows. I guess I'll have to report you. Oh, my God, two liturgists here (laughs) discussing parameters. Oh, we go through this every year. (laughs) And then Easter Sunday, we have masses at 9 and 11, so... Now, could I ask you to add one? Could I ask you to add one thing to this? You have thousands yeah. of folks that, yeah. like our son, works down the street from you. He's still not. He's still not down, coming downtown. What about how can folks that really love St. Peter's when they're downtown, even though they're home, maybe working? How can they support financially support you? This is the amazing thing. People, even though we are hurting financially we still during the lockdown and in the last two years we still have been graced and blessed by people and their generosity even through mail appeals because we do a christmas and easter appeal Mm -hmm. every year and somehow we've kept the lights on and the doors open so people can 
go to our bulletin or our website, stpetersloop.org, and you can donate online electronically, of course, or you can, we're open at 7.30 every weekday morning, um, and you can come in and certainly donate at our front desk any way you want to. Uh, as you know, life in the loop is extraordinarily expensive, and so we're constantly and completely dependent on the goodness of God through other people and their support. And we give you what we can. Could you spend just a few of... minutes also? A friend of ours is an associate. I think that's the correct title. Um, uh, she loves St. Peter's in a third order. Would it be third order? Well, there's a distinction we make. There's there's secular Franciscans, yes, mm -hmm. and there also is, we call them affiliates with the order, mm -hmm. and they're people who have been with us, well, come on in, boys. Um, <laughs> on our YouTube, we're getting a brief tour for yes, our radio I listeners. <laughs> I don't know who's running in this video, but thank you. <laughs> that would be uh, Brian and Michael. So if you are a lay person that wants to affiliate more intimately with the Franciscans at St. Peter's, how do people do that? Well, you can join the Franc the secular Franciscans anytime. Mm -hmm. And that information is always in the bulletin or at the front desk and uh, via the switchboard. Mm -hmm. But to be an affiliate, those are honorary titles given to people who have been long-term supporters not just financially but mm -hmm. people who give themselves on a regular basis and in terms of volunteering their time and their expertise in certain areas that the province it's not saint peter's it's our province an affiliate means you are part of us and they have the right to come into our house and share our life in in many ways so oh. it's it, it's basically an honorary title now bob the question i would have is us. um You've been the, at St. Peter's for 28 years. What are a few yes. of the changes that you have seen over the years? I mean, you've, been, you've been there a heck of a you long really time. You really want to know? <laughs> well, just give us um, a few. I think the most significant changes are how we see ourselves as a Franciscan presence in the loop. And as I said, you know, uh, the parish is 175 years old, and we've been involved with it uh, pastorally and staff-wise since 1875, right after the Great Fire. And so the biggest changes are the difficulties we have now with the dwindling numbers in our order mm -hmm. and how many people can be here at St. Peter's to staff. So that determines how much can we offer people in terms of how many daily masses, how many hours for counseling and spiritual direction, how many programs can we have? And the past two years have been something the entire world has had to contend with in terms of, I'm just beginning to process and write about the effect of the pandemic and the, the detrimental effect it's had on us as a people of God, but also our society mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. how we, for example, we're all touch deprived yeah. in the church. Yes. Some of the great rituals uh, like drinking from the chalice, you know, we've been deprived of those things and it has an internal effect on everybody. Well, the thing along along everybody. those lines, Bob, and that is 
the whole sense of church is community, come together around the table of the Lord, gather for groupings. What did the COVID do? Stay home. Mm-hmm. Go on Zoom. Yes. The exact opposite of what we're about. Well, that's me. Who well, took you are. that? It's, it's beautiful of you. I thought that was, I thought that was a Padre Pio. Oh, Great. Very oh, stop. <laughs> and they, now, in the, in the last, we only have like the last couple of minutes here, Bob, and that is, um, yes. as, you, as you look back, well, maybe side question. When you arrived 28 years ago, how many Franciscan priests were in the house, your community? Roughly. Probably 35, because the house wow. is built for 40. And how many today? We, we live above the church. Yeah, we have three stories above the church. And now you have 25. Yes, uh-huh. and but they're not all ordained. We have a number of brothers that live in our community, too. And also older so, Franciscans who are no longer able to serve because of their age. Yeah, or very limited, yes. So... I do want to mention before we have to cut off here, um, another celebration for our 175th that's on June 3rd and 4th. The Chicago Sinfonietta is coming here, and we're going to do the world premiere, plug, 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 (laughs) uh, world premiere of my composition for orchestra called the, The Nature Suite. And it is 16 musical reflections on my life in the Midwest, Um, ranging everything about nature. It's very Franciscan. So the Sinfonietta and I have been working together. This is Friday, June 3rd, and Saturday, June 4th, both at 7.30 here in the church. And we expect lots and lots of people just to celebrate this wonderful event and wonderful music. And a friend of mine from Italy is coming to be solo violinist for a Mozart violin concerto too. Now, when so, do I, when will, is this, is there a tickets, free will offering? Yes, eventually. I'm just working on that last night. Uh, everything will be, tickets will be available online through Eventbrite and we'll notify everybody about this from our, on our website and other social media. And, and, and Please you can do, also buy tickets at the door. Please do not send Greg a complimentary ticket. He can buy his ticket. <laughs> <laughs> On that well, beautiful the note. the thing is, <laughs> there, you know, it's the, what, the one thing I wanted with these concerts is <laughs> to make it accessible to everybody, especially the li- many, many, many little people that support us. And um, it's $25 admission. Greg, you Greg. can do that. <laughs> I, 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 I think you were, you were, I was losing you. Oh. <laughs> I think we lost the connection here. On that beautiful note, want to thank Father Bob Hutmacher, yes. guardian of St. Peter's in the Louvre, for joining us. Uh, Bob, you are an outstanding priest for almost 43 years. God bless you. Yes. you. You look terrific. Keep up the wonderful work yes. and uh, the Thank work of St. Peter's in the Loop. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresi, stay with us. We'll be back after a few messages. And again, do not touch that dial. 